Welcome to With Them Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to sp- talk about spend management, its function in an organization, best practices, as well as what systems can provide to enhance the spend management function. Here with me, I have Alex Lamalfa and Christian DeRiso. I'm Kim Gordon. In terms of spend management, we first want to define it because for a lot of people, it means different things. So some people will think strictly of procurement. Some will think strictly of marketing, um, controlling marketing and sales costs. What do you, how do you guys define spend management? So uh, Alex here. So I typically define spend management as kind of all of the, the various spends that the organization might have. So, you know, it could be, uh, you know, marketing cost. It could be AMP, advertising promotion. It could be all any type of like, you know, G&A cost, really any type of thing. But I mean, that's not even limited. It could be manufacturing costs. It really is anything related to the business that you spend money on to, to operationally exist and kind of just the managing of that, the, whether it be a cash flow issue or it's kind of all encompassing of managing your business for optimal performance and to get the most value for your dollar, whether it's like a procurement team or you know a finance team or whatever. Um, but typically I think of it as that kind of like, kind of the, the goal is to get the most bang for your buck. Yep. And the expenditures can differ across every organization, everyone, uh, every industry, even every company will have different sort of expenditures that'll be added into there. Yeah, I agree completely with you guys. And then the thing is too, is that outside of expenses, it's a whole process of managing your network, um, your vendors, your suppliers, your customers, all your partners, as well as your internal teams. Because like I said before, a lot of companies are very decentralized in how they manage their spend management. And usually procurement is not really communicating too much with marketing or sales and same with finance. And you really have to link all those different departments together to collaborate to create an effective spend management function and really get accurate data and manage it proactively. In your experience, Alex, um, what are some best practices that you often see in, in your clients or that you recommend if they're having issues getting up to par with managing their costs? Prior to being with them, I spent the past 10 years at various Fortune 500 companies in many different finance roles. And one of the one of the roles I always enjoyed was kind of the spend management. So it was, you know, working with our procurement teams. And one of the things that I found across all of the organizations worked at is having a really strong centralized procurement team that you would run stuff by. If you're doing an RFP, making sure that they were on. Um, silly things like hotels. Um, so I was at a, a cosmetics company and we did an RFP for hotels. And you would not believe how much money a cosmetic company would spend on hotel rooms. But we, you know, we, we had a whole project that I had to work on where, you know, we bid out all the hotels and we came up with like the preferred provider and believe at the time it was Marriott. I could be wrong, but just something as simple as hotels wound up saving us uh, an insane amount of money, like nice seven figure chunk of change because we, you know, we have that centralized location. We had the process, you know, I, I think that's kind of key is you have, you have to have strong leaders in the roles. You have to have, you know, having a good process in place, I guess is kind of the best way to, to go about it. And then also just being diligent. Make sure that you're you're turning over every stone, you're working with all potential vendors and you're trying to get the best bid. And sometimes on a dollar value, you might not get the best bid, but best. like for instance, office supplies. If you work with staples, a lot of times they, uh, they give like a rebate. The cost per unit might be cheaper to get something on Amazon, but after you factor in like the rebate and like buying mass quantities, you're actually saving money by using a company like staples. Just an example. But uh, you know, it's just, it's definitely an interesting thing. That- Christian, just to piggyback off of Alex, what do you think uh- that data visibility plays like how do you think that plays a role into like rejuvenating the spend management function because oh really that's a central part of it right 
Yep. The, the data visibility um, is a must. So the, the first way to kind of gather the total data visibility, you really need to identify your sources of uh, the expenditures. So that's whether grouping them into hotels, anything along those lines, hotels, like Alex mentioned, office supplies, is, uh, employee salaries. And then from there, you can really centralize it all into a data repository. So that's typically done by the accounting department. And you can obviously help with automation, whether that be an ERP system like Intact or Microsoft or a specific spend management software. It's also good to have for general audit purposes and everything like that. But once it's all in one repository and you can verify and cleanse the data and everything. You you can really start to remove anything that's unnecessary and put it into specific categories. And that's kind of where you'll have the most data visibility and start to be able to really analyze the type of spend that you need. And, you know, just to piggyback off of that, like what I see in clients as best practices, once they have that data visibility, the analysis part is key as well after that. So when clients first have all that information. It's like, what do they do with it? You have to do a spend capability analysis on your organization. Basically see internally, is your value chain ready for the next step in your, your spend management evolution? Uh, so it's an organizational strategy. You have to look at new channels. You have to start looking at new suppliers, new, new systems, new task management, project management functionality. And you also have to like really beef up your your legal risk awareness as well and also the staffing of course and i think the next step after you look internally almost like a SWOT analysis you're looking at your internal strengths and weaknesses now you're looking at your external strengths and weaknesses and that really comes in the form of like a supply market assessment for example and then the different types of things that you look for in a supply market assessment is like how, how's the market for capable suppliers is it is it high is it strong like what's the accessibility of pricing information because that's not always uniform across the board so you have to have a good benchmarking database type of thing what is the prestige of certain suppliers is your organization's financial health high difficulty for a supplier to establish different sales channels like just all these granular informations information about your market that you have to benchmark and then you have to compare your position according to how you can leverage yourself to take advantage of the best available in that market and then proceeding from that i really think it's a procurement strategy that you start developing where you start looking at sourcing and then you can start prioritizing your commodities looking really starting like managing your vendors because with a system that can properly manage your vendors you can gauge vendor performance, their contractual compliance. Then that helps you with negotiations going forward. From, from there, like those are all best practices that you could develop outside of a system once you really establish a good process and system within your organization. Yeah, just yeah. to follow up on that, once you do have like a vendor management tool or system, don't forget, a lot of these companies, they want to work with scalability. So if you have the potential for growth or you have the potential to buy a lot of, you know, let's say call it widgets, that also helps you in the long run. So if you have, you know, if you have six different vendors and you say, you know what, I'd rather just you work with one. And this is the one that according to like our vendor management tool is the best, has the best ratings. You know what, if you consolidate six different suppliers to now using just one supplier or two suppliers, you now have a lot of more scalability when or economies of scale when it comes to like price negotiation. You could say, hey, you know what, I was paying five cents per widget. Now I only want to pay three cents. And, you know, it gives you some flexibility and some additional, you know, especially if you have a good relationship and if you're tracking and you're saying, hey, this is our best vendor, they do the best work, they do the best quality, they're on time, performance, all that. Because, I mean, all that stuff is key, too, when you're thinking about the supply chain aspects of it. It's not just, I mean, you can't, I mean, obviously cost matters. 
But if you have to air freight something from Shenzhen, China to you know, Newark, obviously because of you know supplier issues, I mean that there's always a financial cost to that. Right. So it's also you have to take all that stuff into consideration. You know. Maybe it might cost you a little more to do put a have a supplier in Iowa, but maybe you avoid some of those other issues. So I, I definitely think that you have a valid point though. You know, it is really important to definitely like strategize and really have like a, a vendor management ratings and system. I know in the corporate world, we had that all the time when we work with a vendor, we would have to fill out like a survey with our procurement team of, hey, did you have a good experience? Do you recommend that we continue to do business with them? Or conversely, didn't have a good experience, you know, should we look for elsewhere? Should we look for other providers? Because, you know, procurement teams, they want that feedback. They don't, they want to save money and stuff, but they also want efficiency. They want, there's a lot of stuff that they look into and they don't just want someone, I mean, obviously dollar is king, but if there's a three month lead time because of supplier issue or something like that, I mean, that could be millions of dollars to your P&L that you're losing because you don't have like, you know, the right manufacturing material to make whatever it is. Right. And Christian, I have a question for you. Like going back to the analysis part of it, a lot of companies, they may have a more simplistic structure where they weren't formally considering like certain KPIs or maybe certain metrics, like for example, recurring spending, for example, like what are other types of things that they need to look out for in measuring where they're at today and where they want to be in the future. Yep. Some of the best things to do once the data is gathered is gathered is helping identify areas where spending is reoccurring and also highlights spending anomalies. So that'll help reduce Maverick spend, which is mm -hmm. something we touched on a little bit so far, but that's kind of when people are putting expenditures in that are breaking the rules. So like we said before, having a specified vendor, like going specifically through staples over something else, that'll kind of help everything go through procurement as well. And then also li limit our exposure to other other vendors that kind of weren't as ideal or offering the benefits of the firm, like we had mentioned before. But that'll also help in terms of metrics and uh, decisions. So that'll help us compare against industry benchmarks, weight decisions like uh, outsourcing, whether that be cost of employment or cost of internal work, and kind of help us decide where costs can be saved. And I'm curious as to how it, it reduces supply risk. So we talk about a lot of the financial benefit received after firms really beef up their spend management function. But like, what are some supply risks that exist now that having stronger spend management function can strengthen. So just to follow up on that, Kim, one of, one of the biggest things, if you think about it, is listen, it's a global economy nowadays. I mean, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, you know, everything was made in America. Everything was made here. Now the shirt I'm wearing is made in Thailand. My, sh my, my pants are made in Vietnam. My curtains in my living room are made in, you know, China. Everything's made uh, all over the world. And one of the biggest the problems is that such a global economy that, listen, it takes a while. It takes effort to get product from point A to point B. I mean, that, that's just, it's a natural you know problem now. There's a lead time. Previously, you know, yeah, you had the manufacturing lead time and like that type of stuff to maybe tool a factory up. But now not only do you have that, but you have to get product from, you know, the other side of the world to here. And oh, let's be honest, here, cargo ships, it's not like they uh, they travel super fast. Most stuff isn't air shipped. So, you know, there's definitely, you know, a risk with that with supply. Just the whole geo geopolitical like outlook nowadays, you know, the world is, you know, not everyone's everyone's friends. So let's be frank about it. And, you know, you also have to consider, you know, politics and all, all of that or global politics, I should say, as like another factor that you have to consider. I mean, it might be worth it for you to have your factory based in Malaysia rather than Vietnam or another, maybe another country over the fact that maybe it has a more of a friendlier regime to the American government and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's all stuff that you have to consider nowadays that, you know, maybe previously you didn't, but 
I mean, definitely, you know, there's a lot of now considered not just financial. To build off of that too, I noticed that there's a there's a trend recently with supply chain that it, while we remain in a global economy, like you said, there's a lot of political risk going on, especially with the COVID situation. What we're seeing now is that there's also a lot of localization. So companies are beginning to bring their manufacturing processes back to reduce costs. And the thing is bringing so something that you outsourced for so long, now you're bringing it back in-house. That exposes a lot of weaknesses in your organization because you haven't built up the talent pool to handle that, or you haven't invested in the functionality. You've been relying on external outsourcing partners. So it's also an issue and a huge risk when you're doing an organizational transformation, and that, which identifies all these gaps in your ability to really produce these, the supply chain functions in-house. And then the cost is the key driver, because if you have that out of control, then everything else follows. So prices will increase due to your inefficiencies and such. So I think spend management needs to be prioritized, especially in cases of organizational transformation as well. Yeah. And yeah, whether it's a growing organization or someone bringing like an outsourced role back home, it's it's the spending costs that will increase rapidly. And especially when you're growing, you might not always put particular focus on that. You're more focused on getting your product done and producing the revenue. Once you kind of reach that point where you start to reel in your expenses, and if you're not keeping in a close eye on it, you'll you'll realize that it's kind of impossible and they're not really doing the forecasting that they could do um, in terms of accurate spend management or using the software that they need. That's right. Sorry, were you going to say something, Alex? No, I was just, I was agreeing with question. I think that, uh, you know, like, listen, nowadays, a lot of the, especially the more early stage companies, the, the growth is all on top line revenue. It's, you know, especially like, let's say in the software world or the tech world, it's really like, you know, what's your, uh, what's your current monthly revenue or ARR, your annual revenue, kind of like that type of stuff. And there's such a focus on that, that, you know, what half these unicorns out there, they want million a quarter, 200 million a quarter, a billion a quarter in losses, all that type of stuff. Crazy because the focus isn't necessarily on the spend management. It's all on top line growth and maybe not focus on streamlining the business and making it as maybe as efficient as possible. And you know what? I mean, it's, you know, I worked in a software company prior to with them and for what we would pay for like two software engineers in New York, we could get either five in Prague or 20 in India. So was it's you know it's a cost analysis and my company was more mature so obviously we were looking more to like you know streamline our profits and stuff like that but i know plenty of other companies you know companies we'd acquire or whatnot that you know, that they were just so focused on the top line growth that you know they might just hire everyone in the u.s because you know it was kind of the easiest way to scale and grow their revenue not realizing that really hampering their bottom line and their from like a cash point of view you know they were they were bleeding money so it's uh it's definitely something that companies should be considering even, you know, I, the focus is always on top line, but I think that, you know, they should really be focusing on like a spend management type of focus to, to really, you know, kind of streamline, come up with efficiencies and improve that because who knows how long VCs are going to keep on throwing money at companies that are really losing. Right. And, you know, actually to, to go off that point, when you start getting into spend management, you really start honing and also on prioritizing which commodities you're really going to invest in, which directly links back to the top line because it determines what your ultimate product mix is going to be. Spend management at the end of the day can really hone in on what gets you the most yield. A lot of companies will try to differentiate by making several different small brands. And at the end of the day, a lot of those small brands could be a part of the huge amount of costs. And then you, if you really cut the fat out, so to speak, and hone in on what's really getting you the most bang for your buck, then um, that really does like circle back to the top line as well. So they're not separate processes, even though many people treat them like it is. And then 
and then in order to um, establish um, spend management function, we mentioned the process, we mentioned best practices, but at the core of this, it's really the systems you have behind you that are enforcing compliance, such as Intact or Microsoft Business Central. And by enforcing compliance, like for in the example of Intact, there's certain rules that indicate to you, hey, we're over this amount for this product. So it, it really incentivizes you to take a look proactively at the trends and the patterns and to do something about it to, to correct that. And it also gives you insights to really figure out how to budget appropriately for those commodities as well. Because well, prior to having a system designed for this, you may think that the demand and your forecasting like this is something. And then the system, the data visibility that Krishna alluded to, is really going to really correct your thinking as to the actual demand. And that's what leads to the decisions at the end of the day. And then Christian can also speak to Microsoft Business Central and then its role in spend management too. Yep. And that, that'll really help ping back off what Kim just said. The forecasting and budgeting will lead directly into the demand planning aspect, and that's something that Microsoft can help with and, and really making sure that all the data is kind of encaptured within the system, giving us the proper data visibility, can be analyzed through the proper structures, like through the uh, procurement department, the accounting department, and that'll help with the forecasting, budgeting, and kind of really make sure all the data sources are going through the same streams and and really utilize the system to its fullest extent. And remember that the forecast is dependent on the and when the system encompasses the data from start to end, it makes sure that it's it's fully there. And just to follow up with both of you, and like more of a governance point of view, one of the companies I worked at, let's say you wanted to get a new laptop, we had to get through this, like the laptop through like you know, whoever the approved vendor was. And if you wanted a laptop, it was known that you got three different choices of laptop. You had a Mac, a Dell, or an IBM or ThinkPad or whatever it is. And those were your three choices. And you had to go to the one approved vendor and that was all you could get. And that was the company's way of reeling in and, you know, saying like, hey, we don't want people going and buying like, you know, a crazy, you know, whatever it was. You had three choices. Didn't matter for anyone in the company, whether you're a junior analyst or a senior vice president of, you know, or a general manager. Everyone had the same three options. And it was that corporate governance that, and because we had a, a good, um, you know, spend management tool that really kind of enforced that, and I'm sure it saved a ton of money for, for the organization. I, in fact, I know it did. So that also, too, is a big component of these tools is having, and it allows you to have that government. It prevents like almost like a, you know, someone going off the reservation and buying and buying something that they shouldn't. Everyone's heard stories about, you know, the corporate world, about you know, someone doing spending company money on something they shouldn't. And, you know, having a good spend management tool kind of ensures that. So if something happens they're not supposed to do, Guess what? It gets flagged in the system. You know, as when you submit your expense report, or whatever, it gets flagged. You get uh, all the bells and whistles, all the warnings, which you know, from like an audit and compliance point of view, is great. And from just running your business, is you know, what what I if I was the you know the the CEO, I would want to know like, hey, why hundred thousand dollars on their corporate card on a you know a, a flight to Dubai or that type of information is it's it's key and honestly, it's vital for the success of a of a business. Yeah, and and that's kind of even companies just starting out with. Um, spend management, the real key aspects when you kind of get to that strategizing and execution phase is the change management aspect of that. And whether it's the company limiting everything to just one vendor for the computers, let's say, it, it really requires acceptance from all stakeholders. So there's no exceptions from top to bottom. Everyone is kind of going through the same process and that'll really focus and help the procurement department, accounting department, all of that kind of keep a stronghold and really utilize the spend management software and 
overall goal of SpongeBob to uh, its best potential. I love that because people really is the center of it. Expenses is one thing and people really comprise of the other. So everyone's changing their role here too. Like you mentioned, the, the interactions and the collaboration that happens be completely revolutionized because now the data originating from the finance department or from sales and marketing is now flowing through the whole company instead of it touching multiple hands and receiving multiple transformations. It's a single source of truth. And then how you get there is really... You can have all the, the the data visibility and the data accuracy you want, but you really need to establish those roles about who's doing what, how are they collaborating, and really create functional teams as opposed to siloed departments. And then I, I think this is a great discussion on spend management. And in our next episode, we're also going to cover the fast practice, which is basically it, it takes spend management to the next level by giving you the insights you need in order to make decisions for your business. So please stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first in line to hear what's coming next. Don't want to wait for our next episode? Check us out at witham.com. That's W-I-T-H-U-M.com.